for your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. March 14th, it's National Pie Day. I love pie. Pizza pie or dessert pie. Blueberry, blackberry. Blackberry, boysenberry. Boysenberry, huckleberry. Huckleberry, raspberry. Raspberry, strawberry. Strawberry, cranberry. It's not that kind of pie. It is about math. A celebration of the mathematical pie that takes place on 314. Nerd, 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 nerd. You're that nerd. It's March 14th, which is pie 3.14. Today is National Pie Day. National Pie Day. Let's do this. Uh, National Pie Day. Not the good pie, though. Pi However, pi r squared. What there do you mean? Are, uh, there is there pi that's bad? Oh yeah, um, you know the mathematical equation. That's what today is three fourteen. Yeah, not, I don't know that that's bad pi. Not, well, it's not good pi. You try eating it. It's not delicious pie. Uh, yeah, it's not good. I've I mean, tr- tr- choose I've tried your eating it before. choose your action word a little wiser. Well, I tried it before, so I mean, this is from personal it's knowledge. Useful if you're doing really. Tough math. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree. Let's let's keep <laughs> it low show, on the equations today. <laughs> on this show, we've proved time and time again, um, nothing is useful for uh, hard math, easy math, any mm-hmm. math whatsoever. On this show, uh, we're underway. It is forty-five degrees in downtown Boise. It is warm. I was out doing some yard work yesterday, and it was warm, even with the uh, wind. So maybe. We've gotten past uh, that winter blast of air, and the uh, atmospheric river has passed us over, and we won't have a lot of snow, at least here in the Treasure Valley anymore. Let's keep our fingers crossed. We're just a couple of weeks away from the uh, beginning of spring. As we get underway today, uh, the Dow is up 214 points onto the uh, futures as of right now, across the board in the green, which is good news after it was a little scary for a while. Yesterday, due to the, all the banking news, how many of you, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wires, just curious, you can also email chris at kbi.com, mike at kbi.com, how many of you went out and uh, maybe did a little change to your banking accounts? You mean like yesterday? For instance, maybe withdrew the entire balance? Or just moved around so that you're under FDIC rules if it mm-hmm. comes to your bank going bankrupt so that you get all your money back did any, did anybody I, do that I, yesterday i called up and immediately made sure that uh, none of my accounts had more than $250,000 here is something I mean, that i knew they didn't anyway but i just made sure i found interesting and i i i don't think this is a coincidence based on what happened this past weekend in the last week, I received a call from my bank, and my wife also received a call from her bank mm-hmm. trying to sell us on CDs. Really? I have never received a call from my bank ever before trying to get me to invest in a CD. Uh, I don't know if my wife has, but I found it interesting that within three days before the banking collapse of the second largest bank collapse and third lar- largest bank collapse in history, that two different banks were calling customers to try to sell them CDs. Interesting, isn't that? I, I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but I found it interesting after what happened over the weekend. Rick, what have you done with your half a billion dollars that you have in the bank? Did you? I make- uh, I called Jeremiah Bates, who is my financial advisor. Me too. And uh, put him to work. Did you really? Yeah, he's good. So there is there is one person. 
who, who did something having to do with the uh, bank accounts and the banking industry. I don't think you're the only one yesterday. Um, I was, uh, and we're going to talk about the game coming up here. I was at the uh, Stewart's Bar and Grill yesterday to watch the College of Idaho basketball game in Kansas City at the NAI Tournament Suite 16. And uh, the conversation was uh, going on there of uh, people talking about banking industry and what mm. they were doing with accounts and moving stuff around or adding names because we found out that from Jeremiah yesterday in our talk with him. Um, all you have to do, if you want more than 250000 if you have that in your bank account, is make sure that you have a co-lister on the account, your, your spouse, or if you want to add a beneficiary, it adds another $250,000. So, you know, if you've got four or five kids in there you could and you have that kind of money i don't know who does but i'm sure that there are people that have that kind of money you could have a million dollars in there and it is protected it, by the fdic it, because of it, that in, it insures another two hundred and fifty thousand. Right. right okay good. yeah yeah so um so that i mean I, the talk was going on yesterday uh i don't know if the fallout what we're going to see continuing with the uh fallout how much svp's bank and signature bank in manhattan um will continue worldwide as far as the banking industry maybe you know with what biden announced yesterday which is interesting because a lot of people are still asking the question said no taxpayer dollars are going to be used on on making sure that everybody gets their money back not just people who are insured up to $250,000. This will be something we can ask Jeremiah Bates about when still, we talk to him coming up. Still next everyone hour. except investors because that's supposed to be risky. Yeah, you're you're supposed if you take a high risk high reward, right? That's what in, they say. In, in, that's what, in theory, yeah. Yeah, in theory, so yeah. Uh, other things we're going to be talking about today, uh, Biden is going to be announcing that he is going to sign a new executive order on guns today. The hell with Congress. I'm just going to write new laws. Just an executive order. We'll talk about that and what he uh, wants to have said in the executive order. And also, uh, Idaho House um, came to their senses. This is my personal opinion, by the way. Um, and kills a bill to limit absentee ballot access. So for those of you who didn't want to stand in line for two or three hours in the next election, Canyon County, um, <laughs> looks like you'll still be able to get your absentee ballots because the House killed that uh, bill yesterday. As we get closer and closer, what do we... Like think? maybe some property tax going to go to the House today, too. Yeah, um, they're working on the property tax bill. This is going to be interesting to uh, watch. There's, supposedly, they want to be out by the 24th. So I don't think so. I, I, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. That's 10 days from today. Yeah, I don't see it happening. If man. they can get everything done. But uh, property tax, if they don't get that done, you're going to see a lot of people in the state of Idaho really pissed off at the legislature. Even, you know, even more than usual. More than usual. Yes, more than usual. All right, so uh, that's what we got going on this morning. Also, want to remind you, uh, Idaho Steelheads tickets. We've got those coming up. A couple chances uh, to go see some hockey as we start to wind up. Man, this is such a great time of year. Such a great free agency opened up in the NFL yesterday. Uh, you've got March Madness going on. And Idaho Steelheads, we have tickets to Wednesday night's game. Now, why is Wednesday night so great? Buy one, get one free beers. Who cares about hockey if you can't <laughs> buy one, get <laughs> What free beers? I don't know anything about hockey. I'm going for the beer. <laughs> we'll have tickets to that. Uh, so lock in your speed dial at 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, let's get a check on what's going on in sports today. It is brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. 
I uh, got a picture sent to me by Chef Wally yesterday. Um, something new. Like I said, he is working on a whole new menu. Um, and we'll be out here shortly. But one of the new things on the menu you can already get. Eggs Benedict with smoked brisket instead of Canadian bacon. Well, that doesn't sound too bad. He sent me a picture. It looks fantastic. So get into uh, Pork Belly. Try it out today. All right, let's talk about the uh, College of Idaho game yesterday. Yeah, 98-50 to 50 was their win over LSU Shreveport in the NAIA I, round of 16 Monday. By the way, um, I watched that game yesterday. It wasn't that close. No. Even though they won by 48, it still wasn't that close. No. They smoked LSU Shreveport yesterday to the point where you were thinking, man, will they just run the clock, please? No more stops. <laughs> Uh, good for them. Um, I was looking to see who their next opponent will be, and I don't have it here on the press release, but uh, I, I do know that the College of Idaho is 33-1 and now, erased an 11-10 deficit with a 21 to nothing run. They took a 31-11 to lead with seven and a half minutes left in the first half, uh, and they never looked back. They just absolutely took it. Uh, to their opponent yesterday, and you said, did you watch the whole game? Yeah, well, most of it. I got there a little bit late, but uh, I, I watched it. They were ahead by, I think, 20 by the time I already got there in the first half already. Um, and in the second half, Shreveport just gave up. I mean, they had times where they didn't even try to stop lay-ins. No. And the a guy that doesn't play very often, um, and it's kind of cool, his name is Beaver, comes off the <laughs> bench. He's from uh, Wyoming. He got in. He scored eight points uh, when he finally got into the game over the last four minutes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. Be- it was Beaver time. Take that. Uh, the USA laid it on... Canada yesterday in the World Baseball Classic. I don't know if you guys have been paying any attention or not, but it's baseball and it counts, so why not? USA winning by a score of 12-11 over those guys up north, eh? Uh, Puerto Rico defeated Israel 10-0. And in the most lopsided game I think I've seen in maybe ever, Korea defeated China 22-2. Ouch. Holy smokes. Uh, if you're looking for more World Baseball Classic games, you'll find there are plenty on the slate today starting at 10 a.m. Uh, there'll be games uh, all the way through this evening. All you got to do is check that thing out. FS2 and FS1 have been airing most of those games. I did see uh, one kind of a cool story yesterday, um, and I can't remember which team it was playing, the Dominican Republic, and they struck out three of uh, Dominican Public's best hitters, like Julio Rodriguez, and I can't remember the other two. And immediately right. after the game, a scout from the Detroit Tigers signed him to a contract. <laughs> yeah, that was Nicaragua that there they were playing. Go. Dominican Republic mm-hmm. versus Nicaragua. Dominican Republic won that game 6-1. to one. Uh, But, yeah, you're That's right. Cool that is a cool story. All right, we'll have uh, more about Boise State. Men's basketball as they get set to play Northwestern on Thursday in the NCAA tournament. That's coming up here in about 30 minutes. KBOI News Time is 617. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Okay, Wiseacre. Text message in. Uh, oops, you guys. Pies are round, not square. Well, the good kinds of pies are round. Um, Ron from Meridian writes in, uh, I see you guys are optimists uh, in the weather in Idaho. Yeah, we, we are kind of optimists. Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, spring is just around the corner. Um, 
So I'm hoping that we're done seeing the snow that we have seen so far this this month. Goes on to write, I left Wells Fargo many years ago when I made a large deposit to my checking account. The teller said, wow, you have a large amount of money just sitting there. May I recommend putting that money to work for you? Meaning to me, a large commission for him. I handle my own investments, and the fact that the teller was making suggestions like that was enough for me to leave. Less than a year later, Wells was in trouble for tellers moving clients' money into investments. The current bank situation reminds me of many banking problems over my 70 years of being around in this world. As always, this will resolve itself, and the world will go on until the next. We can't let this fill in the industry go bankrupt. Good luck to the Broncos and the big dance this week. That's Ron in Meridian. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that, Ron. Another uh, text message at 208-336-3700. Biden making his statement yesterday morning about the state of the banking industry and then refusing to take any questions just shows again that he's not actually the one in charge. These crises are orchestrated. So how are, how are they orchestrated? I'm, this is to the person who wrote this in. If you think these crises are orchestrated, uh, do you believe that the government is doing this on purpose for some reason? To harm Americans who have money invested? What, uh, what do you mean by the crisis is orchestrated? Or is this one of those things with that you believe there's something going on with the left hand, so let's make something much more bigger over here for people to talk about so the left <laughs> hand doesn't? Is that what you mean by that? I don't you know. Like wag the dog. Yeah. I, I'm not quite sure what you mean, but if you could uh, write back to us and let us know what you mean, I would appreciate it. Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, by the way, huge sell-offs uh, in bank stocks yesterday. This is a, this is a question I'm going to have for Jeremiah Bates with the a massive amount. I mean, some of the bank stocks are off 60%. Wow. Even, even some of the bigger banks were off 20 to 30% yesterday. Is that a knee-jerk reaction in a time to buy banks that might have good fundamentals. I'm I, I'm curious. I, I I don't know. It's just when you see a huge sell-off like this, a lot of times, you know, it ends up being a knee-jerk reaction. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah Bates will be with us coming up here in about 45 minutes. Right now, stock market looking up 240 points on the good uh, for the futures on the Dow. All three of the indexes are up. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. The CUNA Joint School District bond needs 66.67% voting yes for the approval of financing construction of a new elementary school, renovations to CUNA and Fremont Middle Schools, additions to Swan Falls High School, and construction of an additional bus facility. According to KTVB.com, the estimated average annual cost to the taxpayer, $128 per $100,000 of taxable assessed value per year based on current conditions. The district's existing bond levy is expected to decrease by $128 per $100,000 thousand dollars so if approved the average annual cost to the taxpayer is not expected to increase cuna school district has the as a bond levy vote today mm-hmm. nampa school district has a bond vote today um in idaho they have i'm not going to go through the entire list because there are, looks like between 25 and 50 school districts here in the state of Idaho who will have uh, bond levy elections going on today. 
That's out of about, what, 117 total or something like something that? Something like that. Um, so there are a lot of schools that will be up, small school districts, large school districts like the uh, Nampa School District who wants to build some new schools. You heard what's going on with CUNA. Polls will open up at 8 o'clock today, open 8 until 8. You want to see um, schools, new schools built? You want to see upgrades in some of the schools in your school district? Make sure you get out and vote. If you don't want to see the upgrades, mainly because you don't want to see an increase in your property taxes, Get out and vote. Yeah. Because you either, have no room way. to complain about it if uh, you don't get your way. And yet, you know, you will. You will. Because yeah. people do. Yeah. But I mean, the bond votes get some of the least amount of people <laughs> showing up at the polls. That's true. So, even though it's a money issue. Yeah. If you care about your property taxes, this is one way you can have effect on that. Um, if you care about your schools, I'm not telling you which way to vote. That is completely up to you. But do yourself a favor. Get out and vote. If it means anything at all to you, make sure you get out and vote today. Like I said, polls open up 8 o'clock this morning. And, of course, uh, we'll keep you updated with all the news um, tomorrow uh, on how those votes ended up. KBY News Time is 644. Time for another check on what's going on. With sports, it's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Open seven days a week. As I mentioned, they are working on uh, revamping their menu because the culinary consultant known as Chef Wally, you know him, you love him. He has, uh, you know. We don't have to call him Consultant Wally. Yeah, yeah he's just a, a, a culinary consultant. He's not the chef. He's a culinary consultant helping out at Pork Belly. But he's there every morning making sure their deliciousness gets made from scratch. And if you don't think it's delicious, get in and try it out for yourself today. Good morning. Looking towards the NCAA tournament, well, Boise State will meet Northwestern, as we know now, in the first round of the NCAA tournament, their game Thursday in Sacramento. Bob Beeler with more on what we can expect. The Wildcats are one of the nation's leaders in defense. They allow just 63 points a game and are 20-1 and this season when they allow less than 64. Northwestern radio announcer Dave Ennett on how they do it. Aggressive, guard really hard uh, defense with a lot of disruption of the opponent. And just getting their hands on a lot of balls, and, and I think they really have caused problems. I think it all starts with the defense. Northwestern is 21-11 and 11 overall and finished second in the Big Ten. That's their highest finish since 1959. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. By the way, Northwestern is a one-and-a-half-point favorite going into that NCAA first-round game. We'll, of course, continue to keep you up on what's going on with Boise State as we get closer to that game on Thursday, a game that you will hear right here on News Talk KBOI. I'm Rick Worthington. Night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 657, thanks for listening in. Remember, you can always be a bigger part of the show by calling us at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Those numbers are also important to know because we have tickets for the Idaho Steelheads game coming up tomorrow night, Idaho Central Credit Union Arena. Listen in to win that. Also, we have another chance for you to pick up a $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue. Great barbecue. And if you love barbecue, you're going to love R&R Barbecue. If you've never been there, what are you waiting for? 
R&R Bar- Barbecue has two locations for you, downtown Boise and also in uh, Meridian, out by the village in Meridian. And you have a chance to uh, get this $50 gift certificate if you can answer our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question this morning. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network. Want to find out how you get into a new home, maybe even pay less than the what are interest rates now, right at about 6.5%. They'll, they can show you how you can pay even less than that. All you have to do is give them a call at 208-888-4128. Our question today going to be pretty easy for you. At least it's short. When the very first Gap store opened up, first one ever, it only sold two items. That's it. Nothing else. It's nothing like the Gap is now. What were the two specific items that the Gap sold? Okay. When they first opened up. All right. This is when they first opened up, and now they've grown into what they are. But they only sold two items. If you know the answer to that question, stick around. Uh, be ready to answer, and we've got that $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue coming up for you. Also on the way for you this morning, um, if you want to call in, email. Email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. One of the things we're going to be talking about, Biden is set to announce a new executive order later, later today on guns and expanding background checks. We'll tell you exactly what he is uh, wanting to do with that executive order. We'll get your thoughts on uh, what you think of the executive order and if it's even if you think it's even legal to do or get challenges in court, we'll talk about that and more all on the way here after news at the top of the hour. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's time for the KBOI Medical Moment, brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho, featuring Dr. Dan Meltzer. Dr. Meltzer, good morning. Good morning. Doctor, uh, I know a lot of us don't think about the artificial sweeteners that we consume. As long as it we're avoiding, avoiding sugars and calories, we tend to feel good about whatever substitute, substitute it is that we use. But new research suggests that not all of them are the same. What should we know about that? Yeah, so there is some new research. Um, it was published in a journal called Nature Medicine, and, and it addresses erythritol specifically, showing that it may be linked to a greater risk for cardiovascular events, things like heart attack and stroke. So should we try to avoid that sweetener at all costs? You know, not, not, not sure yet. Um, the study did not actually prove causation, so it didn't necessarily prove that erythritol causes heart disease and stroke Um it really may be more a matter of quantity. So um, the amount of erythritol that you're using and the body just doesn't metabolize it very well. So any excess gets in our bloodstream and that excess may be problematic according to the study authors. So for those of us who are concerned about this artificial sweetener in this news, what can we do? So a couple things, it's mostly found, erythritol is mostly found in things like chewing gum and some um, zero sugar soda. So, you know, if you're a gum chewer, there are other artificial sweeteners that are used. Xylitol, for example, um, may be a better choice. It's actually been shown to have some benefits for dental health as well. And then, you know, instead of zero or diet soda, if it's particularly if it has erythritol, um, there are a lot of flavoring, you know, flavoring waters out there. You can uh, you go spa at home and make some you know, fruit juices or cucumber and water and things like that. Your next topic sounds like really great news for those of us who find it 
difficult to squeeze long runs or lengthy gym workouts into our day. Uh, what is the scoop there? <laughs> so at its core, um, a study from Cambridge actually talks about just getting up and moving and how important it is rather than becoming fixed on super intense or super long exercise. Well, that sounds encouraging. Can you tell us even more? Yeah, so really what they looked at is a pretty expansive study, um, 11 minutes a day, you know, 75 minutes a week or so of moderate intensity activity, just a brisk walk, can actually be sufficient to lower things like heart attack, the risk of heart attack, the risk of stroke, and even a number of cancers. What other activities provide similar uh, risk-reducing benefits for us? You know, just replacing kind of our passive or sedentary habits. So trying to walk uh, instead of, you know, get in the car, try to maybe ride your bike, um, engaging, you know, for those of us that have kids, engage and play with them around the house or throw a ball around if the if and when the snow melts. So doing activities really that you enjoy that are easy to get up and move your body, even if it's only 75 minutes a week, is really an excellent way to become more active and to reduce risk of significant diseases like cardiovascular diseases and cancer. That is the KBOI Medical Moment brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho. Dr. Dan Meltzer, thank you for joining us this morning on KBOI. Thank you. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The president's gun background check order will direct the Justice Department to clarify who is actually selling firearms and work to make sure fewer are sold without background checks. Biden administration officials say many gun dealers who sell should be checking for criminal records, but aren't. Some don't realize they must. The president's order, though, will not get rid of private gun show sale loopholes that avoid those background checks. President Joe Biden will sign uh, the executive order aimed at expanding background checks during his uh, visit today to Monterey Park, California. That's where 11 people were gunned down uh, in January. White House said that the move will get the U.S. as close to universal background checks as possible without legislation. As Congress remains gridlocked on the issue, gun safety advocates have pushed administration officials on this particular front for a lot of months. The executive action will direct Attorney General Merrick Garland to address background check loophole by clarifying the definition of engaged in the business of selling firearms, according to a senior administration official who briefed reporters uh, last night ahead of the announcement. The Safer Communities Act, which was passed last summer, updated federal law requiring anyone who sells guns for profit to be licensed and conduct background checks on buyers. By clarifying who qualifies as a gun dealer, the federal law will require a greater number of sellers to conduct background checks on prospective buyers. The executive order also directs members of Biden's cabinet to focus on raising public awareness of red flag laws and safe storage of guns and to address the loss of theft of firearms, the official said. The president will also, according to the official, take additional steps aimed at holding gun manufacturers accountable, including by encouraging the Federal Trade Commission to analyze and report how gun manufacturers market firearms to minors. Biden will also use uh, Tuesday's address to re-up his calls for Congress to take further action on guns, including his futile push for assault weapons ban. So, 
the people who uh, usually get guns uh, in some illegal or illicit way will probably continue to do that, and this won't do anything to them at all. Oh, no. This law will stop that immediately, Chris. I, actually, it's not even a law. It's an executive okay. order. That's the problem I have no, with I, this. I stand corrected. Yeah. I, I don't... Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. And, and I mean, I don't live everywhere in the United States. Are guns being marketed to minors? I don't think so. I mean, I haven't seen any advertisements. Maybe I've missed the advertisements saying, hey, if you're 12 years old, come on out and buy a gun. Well, buy one, get way. one. For, I, I don't understand okay, that. Okay, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen the advertisements if we're talking about TV advertisements. I haven't if seen, you're talking about uh, advertisements during video games or something, then I really don't know. I haven't seen social media posts about it. And I, I, that's, I mean, I would like some information. I, does that, is that what I mean? I didn't even think about that, but your fact of bringing up, you know, video games where toy a lot of them video ads. game guns yeah. are used, is, is that marketing a gun to a, a minor? Is that what they're talking about that you want to get rid know. of video games? I don't know either, I don't but necessarily that, know. I didn't even think about that. But, that's, I mean, we, we talk about this all the time in, in, in saying that. Whenever there's a shooting, the first thing they want to know is, well, where did the guy get the gun? As if everybody who you know commits a shooting went out and bought a gun that day. Yeah. No, a lot of times they owned them for a long period of time, or they belonged to somebody else, or they got them in one of the other million ways you can get one. Your thoughts on this uh, this morning, if you want to weigh in, uh, you can email us right now. You can give us a call after the bottom of the hour. We've got uh, Jeremiah Bates we're going to talk to in just a couple of minutes. But if you want to weigh in on your thoughts on this, uh, my personal problem is I I think this is something that should be done through Congress and not by one person saying, hey, I'm going to make a new law and calling it an executive order. Your your thoughts. You want to go back to pre-2009 times. <laughs> Your thoughts if you want to weigh in. Um, once again, let's get another check on what's going on with sports this morning. Brought to you by Pork Belly and Keto, the place to go for breakfast, lunch, every day. They've been open for 15 minutes. Check out their menu, porkbellyidaho.com, and don't forget to follow them on Facebook for some great specials. There has been an awful lot going on in the NFL. There was a number of signings yesterday, but the one that really took people by surprise was the San Francisco 49er quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo planning to sign with the Las Vegas Raiders. That according to Adam Schefter and ESPN, saying that Garoppolo has agreed to a three-year deal with the Raiders worth $67.5 million, including $34 million, which is guaranteed. He'll be reunited with Raiders coach Josh McDaniels, who served as the Patriots offensive coordinator during Garoppolo's three years in New England. The Raiders, of course, releasing longtime starter Derek Carr last month and Jared Stidham, who was the quarterback who replaced Derek Carr as the starter for the final two games of the season, has now signed a two-year contract with the Denver Broncos to back up Russell Wilson. Now, let's bring this back home for a moment, because as you recall, former Boise State quarterback Brett Rippon has been the backup to Russell Wilson in Denver. So what happens there? Brett Rippon was at the end of his rookie contract, and Denver decided not to offer him a new deal or re-up the contract that he had, which was for $2.6 million. And honestly, that's on the high side of what backup quarterbacks make in the NFL. So that means Brett Rippon is now essentially a free agent. But it doesn't close the door 100% on returning to Denver. He could sign a new deal for less than the $2.6 million that he was supposed to make. So, right now, Brett Rippon looking for a new job in the NFL. I'm Rick Worthington.
time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 723, Jeremiah Bates with us once again this morning. Uh, looks like the stock market uh, is up 337 points in the futures ahead of the opening here. Stock market yesterday didn't react as badly as some were expecting on the heels of the uh, second and third largest banks to be taken over by the Fed uh, yesterday. Um, do, do the today's futures have more to do with the consumer price index that just came out, or is this... People saying, oh, maybe we overreacted to the banking crisis. Maybe some of these banks that are down 25, 30, 40 percent, maybe we should buy some of those stocks back. Well, yeah, I mean, yesterday was a classic case. If you're talking about the regional banks that saw the grunt of the sell off, they the, ba- the baby was thrown out with the bathwater. It was a knee jerk reaction. I'll give you an example. You had First Republic Bank. It finished down 61 percent yesterday, which is one of these regional banks that you know, was in that, that sell-off. In pre-market trading, it's up almost 52%. So you have, I mean, what you're seeing with the bank, with the banking sector is essentially the Federal Reserve came out and they put up a, a significant bank stop, which essentially they're guaranteeing almost every deposit in America. And once that came out, that really this concern about bank bank runs and people not being able to get their deposits out, that's been put to bed. And you're seeing this uh, this trend change immediately, like literally within a 24-hour period. Now, what we're seeing in the broader markets and what we saw yesterday, this is the markets pricing in the Federal Reserve taking their foot off the gas pedal. Because just literally last week, we were looking at a concern of the Federal Reserve going 50 basis points, meaning a half of 1% instead of a quarter percent. Now you have many large institutions on Wall Street either saying no rate hikes, and there's a couple calling for rate cuts. I believe that the Federal Reserve will likely stay on this quarter of a percent rate hike, especially when you're looking at the consumer price index that was released today. And even though it did show it decelerating a bit, it came in higher month over month. So I'm surprised. I was under the impression that if we saw a surprise on the CPI report, even if it was minimal, which it was, we would see some selling pressure in equities, but that's not the case. Market is clearly thinking that the Federal Reserve is going to take their foot off the gas pedal, which we'll see because this has, in, in the past, this hasn't boded well. But if we're looking at the financial sector, I mean, it was clearly just a knee-jerk reaction, um, an right. emotional quick sell-off, and now we're seeing that quick turnaround, that quick rebound. Well, and it was even Goldman Sachs said yesterday they don't think that they will see a Federal Reserve uh, a rate hike next week, but I guess we'll we'll find out next week uh, when the uh, official news is released. Thanks. Looking on the upside once again here in a few minutes when we open up. We'll get an update from you in about an hour and talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The president's gun background check order will direct the Justice Department to clarify who is actually selling firearms and work to make sure fewer are sold without background checks. Biden administration officials say many gun dealers who sell should be checking for criminal records, but aren't. Some don't realize they must. The president's order, though, will not get rid of private gun show sale loopholes that avoid those background checks. 741, uh, getting your thoughts on, on this this morning. Um, we have Dylan Stalker on the line, Old Arms of Idaho, somebody who uh, happens to know a lot more about gun regulations currently in effect than any one of us here this morning. Dylan, thanks for giving us a call this morning. 
Yeah, good morning. Am I caller number six? I need <laughs> no, my ticket. No, Jeff, my beer. Jeff Regazza <laughs> already won those tickets. But, uh, hey, we've got another oh, pair. Yeah. Stick around. We have a chance for you to win still another pair of tickets for the uh, hockey game tomorrow night coming up somebody in 410. We'll give it a shot. Um, so this one's interesting to me. I've participated in gun shows for many years. Um, this is one of those scenarios where the law already exists. So, so question for you for a very, very, very long time. You, he keeps pushing the fact that there are gun show loopholes. Are there gun show loopholes? There is no gun show loophole. Here is the scenario. If you have just purchased a gun and you take it to the gun show to sell for a profit, you are a dealer. You are breaking the law. The trouble is, is that what's the interpretation of somebody bettering their collection or I'm just trading this one for this one. I can assure you there are dealers who are set up every single gun show in the clear application of business. The trouble with the ATF regulations is they make it very gray and very suggestive. It's not if you buy 10 guns and sell 10 guns within a specific period of time for the essence of making profit, you are to be a dealer of which you should get your federal firearms license. It's about regulating an existing law and clarifying the existing law that already makes you a felon for buying guns to sell them for a profit. So this executive order just wants to make it even more illegal than the current law already states, basically. I I think what's really happening is the truth is the ATF does not have the size or the capacity to manage the laws that are already on the books. In this area, you have a handful of agents, less than 10, that monitor Montana, Utah, Oregon, and all the investigation type things that they do. They're out of capacity. If they put it, make it a background check required on every firearm sale, the, the FBI or the ATF background check system will be the size of Rhode Island. There's too many to track. Are there a lot of people out there feloniously selling guns? I hate to say it. It is not maybe to their knowledge that they are, but by standards, if you find yourself buying a gun at any point, repetitiously one or two times, you know, throughout the year, I bought a gun and then I sold it. I made a couple hundred bucks, but if you're doing it on a weekly basis and you're using markets and you're doing everything, it's not worth it. You should become a dealer. It's already happened here in Idaho recently where a gentleman where ATF came into the gun show had said a female ATF agent walks up to the table. I'm looking for one of these guns. Gentleman says, come back tomorrow. I'll have one for you. Gentleman runs down to the local sporting goods store, buys that gun, brings it back to the gun store the next day, sells it to the agent for a profit. That gentleman is doing what hundreds, not thousands of people are doing every single day and already got prosecuted for it. This is about not, this is about virtue signaling a law that already exists, letting the people know, because the truth is... Dylan, 90- do me a favor. Can you hold on? We've got to get to sports here, but I, I, I don't want to uh, let you go yet. I have some questions. Uh, can you hang on for just a few more minutes? Sure. All right. Yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Get a check on sports one final time this morning, brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA, the place to go for breakfast, lunch, brunch. They're open up already seven days a week, 7 a.m., 
to 2 p.m. Get in today for breakfast or lunch. Good morning. Looking towards the NCAA tournament, well, Boise State will meet Northwestern, as we know now, in the first round of the NCAA tournament, their game Thursday in Sacramento. Bob Beeler with more on what we can expect. Wildcats are one of the nation's leaders in defense. They allow just 63 points a game and are 20-1 and this season when they allow less than 64. Northwestern radio announcer Dave Ennett on how they do it. Aggressive, guard really hard uh, defense with a lot of disruption of the opponent. And just getting their hands on a lot of balls, and, and I think they really have caused problems. I think it all starts with the defense. Northwestern is 21-11 and 11 overall and finished second in the Big Ten. That's their highest finish since 1959. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. By the way, Northwestern is a one-and-a-half-point favorite going into that NCAA first-round game. We'll, of course, continue to keep you up on what's going on with Boise State as we get closer to that game on Thursday, a game that you will hear right here on News Talk KBOI. I'm Rick Worthington. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 752, talking about the executive order Biden plans on signing today on guns, expanding background checks. Uh, Dylan is on with us here from Boise, uh, once again, Old Arms of Idaho, so he knows a lot more than Chris and I do on this subject. Uh, Dylan, we just had somebody uh, text in that says uh, what you said was total BS. All licensed dealers have to run background checks. Private sales don't. Your pri- private sellers don't have to run background checks, right? But they're not dealers. Yeah, so here's the person that doesn't know what the difference of a private dealer versus a dealer is if you go and buy a firearm to transition it for sale in the make of a profit, and this is the problem, there's gray area in the ATF regulations, it's, which we've, we've already seen people in the news, you can look up a recent news of a gentleman in the past few years that this happened to, if you do it for a profit, then you are no longer a private dealer. There is no definition of private dealer. The people, what you're about to hear is a lot of local people getting very upset about the fact that what they are generally doing by ATF's interpretation at the gun shows will be technically illegal and they could absolutely go after many of them and many of them know who they are and they're all upset that me a local person is saying what's been obvious for decades and nobody wants the cat out of the bag but the truth is fellas all of you out there it's coming for you you can get prepared and start (laughs) following what's about to come to you because it's the the ability to transition across state lines and just buy anything that you want is going to come to a close. And it's, it's just obvious. It's been the law. Everybody knows it, but nobody wants to say anything. As a licensed gun seller, what do you uh, think about this? Is this, is this something that should be done by executive order? Or is this something that uh, is a law that should be done by Congress? I think that this is something that certainly should be a law by Congress. Um, I think that this falls into something that's already been 
managed by a law, a statute or a guideline. It has gone far too far. There's too many people. We're all criminals. You are a criminal, Mike. Chris, you are a criminal today. There's just so many laws that there's, they don't have the capacity to get onto it. So it's, it's out. It need, if it's going to be under gun regulation, it needs to come out through Congress. It needs to be voted a bit on by what what this is. As a dealer myself, yeah, I I mean I genuinely hate to say it, but there is a glaring problem. And if me, who is very libertarian and very conservative, doesn't want the government in any business, but the truth is, if you don't meet something in the middle, the other side is going to just attack till their final death. There is, unfortunately, people out there that are going to take advantage of the ease, and they're going to do something stupid with it. Just real uh, quickly, we're almost out of time here. I just wanted to ask you about one thing in particular. President said he will also take additional steps aimed at holding gun manufacturers accountable by encourage the FTC to analyze and report how gun manufacturers market firearms to minors. You know about marketing way more uh, when it comes to firearms. Are, are firearms being marketed to minors right now that you know of? It's totally suggestive. I don't think there's any gun manufacturer in the world that sits down and says, how can we inspire the mind of a young person? However, just like ski hills that give away $200 ski passes in Sun Valley to all the kids, they want to try to get them engaged at a young age through healthy programs of you know, match competitions and through healthy, healthy things. And it's all being deemed as, as evilized. And it's basically, you know, suing McDonald's for making people right. fat. Dylan, uh, thank you. Old Arms of Idaho uh, weighing in on his thoughts and his interpretation of the new executive order Biden plans to announce today. Thanks for taking a few minutes with us this morning. Thanks, fellas. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Stick around. We still have another pair of tickets to give away. Idaho Steelheads, they've got games coming up Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, taking on the Orlando Solar Bears. We've already given away one pair this morning. We'll give away another pair sometime before 10 o'clock. So if you'd like to go for free to watch the Idaho Steelheads, more importantly, uh, you got to double freebie out of this because it's buy one get one free beer night tomorrow also so you got the free tickets uh, possibly uh buy one get one free uh beer if you partake so keep listening in for your chance to win also on the way for you coming up this morning Casper and chris damn near impossible question brought to you by berkshire hathaway home services silverhawk realty for any and all of your real estate needs call today just need to know one number 208-888-4128 our question today When the very first Gap store opened, believe it or not, it only sold two items. What were the two specific items that the Gap stores, when they first opened, sold? If you know the answer, stick around. We'll give you a chance to win coming up in 20 minutes today. We have a $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue. Be ready to call at 208-336-3700. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It is well-established fact that fentanyl is mass-produced in Mexico by Mexican drug cartels in their labs using chemical precursors which are imported from China. But Mexico's president says they got nothing to do with that. 
and it's all the U.S.'s problem. Here's what he said in part, quote, take a look. Here, we do not produce fentanyl, and we do not have the consumption of fentanyl. Why don't they, the United States, take care of their problem of social decay? Meantime, Mexico's president is slamming some Republican lawmakers who propose sending U.S. troops into Mexico to combat the cartels. He's even going as far as starting an information campaign telling Mexicans and Hispanics in the U.S. to not vote for Republicans if that plan was to move forward. Hmm. We told you a little bit about this uh, yesterday. Mexican president, basically uh, another nation warning that they are going to try and influence uh, an election. Well, these ones admitted, at least. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody knows that fentanyl comes from Mexico, over the Mexican border. I don't know if Mexicans, he claimed that Mexicans are not using fentanyl. That would seem shocking to me with the amount of fentanyl that is being produced. In Mexico, he doubled down yesterday, by the way, um, with all the talk that Mexico isn't safe and that, you know, Republicans are saying, hey, if you don't do something about the drug cartels, you know, in Mexico, we may have to do something about it. Uh, He said yesterday, (laughs) sorry, I can't help but laughing here, that his country is currently safer than the United States. Really? Pushing back against U.S. critics of his security has, record. Has he, like, seen the news lately? Well, I'm wondering when he says, hey, we're safer than the United States, how often do you just get out of your car, travel downtown in one of the cities that where we are, the United States State Department is saying, do not travel? Or are you going in armored, protected vehicles if you travel to those areas, or do you just stay out of those areas also? Quoting here, Mexico is safer than the United States, he told reporters when questioned about the warnings at a news conference. There's no problem with traveling safely anywhere around Mexico. He blamed an anti-Mexico campaign by conservative U.S. politicians for the negative reports about security. However, however, at 28 per 100,000 people, Mexico's murder rate was four times higher than in the United States in 2020, according to data published by the World Bank. Now, the good news for Mexico is homicides fell about 7% last year in Mexico, but the current government is on track to register a record number total for any six-year administration. uh, Is he like that guy, what was about five or six years ago in Chicago, that actually said on television... You know, our uh, our crime rate is actually fairly low, except for the murders. <laughs> the U.S. State Department right now, which assigns varying levels of travel risk, has done so to all but two of Mexico's 32 regions. So there's only two regions in all of Mexico, according to the U.S. State Department, where it's completely safe to travel right now. On top of the recent kidnappings and murders of U.S. citizens, U.S. police say two more women from Texas have been missing in Mexico since late February when they drove across the border to sell clothes at a flea market. They're still missing. Spokesperson for uh, police in Panitas near McAllen said sisters Marina Perez Rios and uh, Martiza Trinidad uh, Perez Rios and their Mexican friend Dora Cervantes' uh, signs have been unaccounted for since February 27th. Wow. And they were just headed to a flea market. Just to a flea market. 
disappeared. Meanwhile, authorities in central Mexico have been racked by severe gang violence at several women, including a group of six, had uh, been reported missing in the state last week. Yeah, it sounds like... Come on. Well, you were just in Mexico. Was it perfectly safe? Um, I didn't have any problems. However... You were at a resort. I was at a resort, and I have to I have to admit, I did feel a little apprehensive. And I told you, um, two weeks before we went, the airport that I flew into had a gunfight between Uber drivers and taxicab wow. drivers in the airport. Wow. <laughs> I can I get a hey? Can I get a ride right now? No, <laughs> we're in every, the middle of a gunfight. Every, everyone's busy at the moment. So yeah, I mean, how what what different airports do you go to that you see a gunfight break out between Uber and Lyft drivers and taxi cabs here in the United States? Not very and, many. And Cancun, by the way, is one of those two areas of the 32 in Mexico that is considered safe to travel to. Yeah, I would imagine. So so. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. What do you think? Can email us, Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Should Biden, should the uh, United States be doing something against a threat to influence elections? I mean, he, he's admitted it. He's, he's going to spend money trying to make sure that Republicans don't get elected in the next election. He's flat out said it. You know, there are some states where he could save his money because it's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, if you're spending money in Idaho, good luck. Yeah, we'll take your money. Matter of fact, it'd be this great. Idaho would be a great place to spend your run, money. Run all the ads you want. See, you know, make it an experiment. Eight thirteen. Uh, we'll take a break here. Uh, coming up here next, we've got a chance for a fifty dollars gift certificate to R and R Barbecue with our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. Also on the way here in about twenty minutes or so. It is Bronco Tuesday. We're going to see if we can give another team a KBOI bump. You see uh, the softball team, which we talked to last week. Yeah, swept Portland State in their final game. They won twenty six to or twenty four to six. Wow! And swept. That's a KBOI bump. We'll see if we can get the gymnastics team a KBOI bump this week. Um, we've got Bronco Tuesday on the way. Right now, though, it's Bronco Sports today. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at three. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. Eight twenty three. It is time for the Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. Once again, brought to you by the uh, company where the only number you need to know when it comes to buying and selling real estate, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Call today at two zero eight 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 forty one twenty eight. Offices across the Treasure Valley, Sun Valley. And Idaho Falls. All right, this morning Max is going to get first crack at our fifty dollars gift certificate to R and R Barbecue. Max, when the very first Gap store opened up, they only sold two items. What were the items specifically they sold when they first opened up? That would be Levi's Apparel and Long Play Records. I had a son that worked at the Gap his way through college. Okay, that's not there. fair. You're a cheater. <laughs> No, you, you had personal no, knowledge. It's like Slumdog Millionaire. He just happened to know. Uh, yes, Max, uh, your son working for the Gap paid off. Levi's and Records, the official answer. San Francisco uh, Gap opened up in 1969. Those are the only two items they that they sold. Gap in their inventory, kind of. Uh, yeah, I don't understand by selling just those two items. It just must have been uh, amazing items that they were selling 
to be able to continue to grow to where they are today. Max, hang on the line. We'll get some info from you. Um, you've got a $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue. That's what we're giving all this week, giving away all this week. Right. So, yeah. Can I, can I have two seconds for a quick comment? Two seconds. Brian, Go. It's, it's not the first time you've had him on from Old Arms of Idaho, and he just sounds like a very passionate man who's trying to help his fellow men stay out of prison. So please <laughs> nice. have him on again. All right. Thanks, guys. I'll Thank hold you. On. Appreciate it. Hold on. Stick around. We're not done with the giveaways yet this morning. Free stuff. You know, their, their first slogan was, everyone likes music and pants. <laughs> That's true. Um, we've got another pair of tickets we're going to give away. The Idaho Steelheads taking the, on the Orlando Solar Bears. They're in town Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday night. We've got tickets for tomorrow night. Why is tomorrow night so great? Well, not just because it's a Wednesday night, uh, but because it's buy one beer, get the second beer free. Um, you can get your tickets sometime before 10. We'll give you another chance to win. Lock in that uh, number at 208-336-3700 to win. Stick around. News coming up next at the bottom of the hour. Then Bob Beeler will be with us this morning. It's Bronco Tuesday. Another Bronco team that is having a wildly successful year. Gymnastics. We'll see if we can get them the KBOI bump this week. Bob Beeler will be with us next. This is Bronco Tuesday, where we discuss the Olympic sports at Boise State. Now, here's Mike Casper, Chris Walton, and the voice of the Broncos, Bob Beeler. On your flagship for the Broncos, News Talk. KBOI. Yes, uh, this is the day, Bronco Tuesday, where we talk about the uh, other Olympic sports at Boise State. Man, Boise State has been having a very good year across uh, a lot of different sports. Um, I'm hoping that this week we can get a, B- a KBOI bump like we did for the softball team last week, who had a sweep of uh, Portland State, won their final game 24-6. to This week we're talking gymnastics. And it is the conference championships, the Mountain Rim, Rim Gymnastics Championship. Coach Tina Bird will join us first. We'll visit with gymnast Courtney Blackson second. Tina, welcome to uh, KBOI this morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, what you think is going to happen this weekend. We've got the uh, championships taking place down in Cedar City, Utah, Boise State, BYU, Utah State, and Southern Utah. Chances of Boise State can win this meet? Very good. Very good chances. We um, were down in Southern Utah earlier this year, and we beat Southern Utah, had a great meet. It was a season high at the time, and uh, so we had got some good vibes coming out of Cedar City, and we're ready to go back in there and do it again. Coach, uh, why don't you give for everybody who hasn't been paying close attention to your season, give us kind of a bird's-eye overview of what your season uh, has looked like so far. Well, we we only have nine meets this year, which is a little unusual for us. Usually we have ten. I think the maximum you're allowed is twelve. Um, we tend to do a couple less just so we can start a little bit later and keep the girls a little bit healthier. Um, so this year um, we've kind of started a little bit slowly. We're a little bit inconsistent on bars and we've just each meet gotten better. Uh, we had a little glitch last weekend at Alabama. We took a little dip, but other than that, we've scored higher each consecutive meet. And that's, you know, kind of the goal to peak at conference this weekend and then take that into the regional competition. Tina, why don't you explain a little bit about how gymnastics works? So you have four teams in the tournament. If you win it all, it's not as simple as the whole team advances to the uh, NCAA tournament, correct? 
Correct. In gymnastics, um, conference is more about bragging rights. It does not affect postseason at all. Um, it is kind of across the board for everybody, you know, one of the best meets of the year. It's instead of two judges on each event, we have four judges on each event. So it's more like a postseason competition, um, you know, and all the, the hype and the energy of being at conference championships. But it really, other than another away score for us, it doesn't uh, – it doesn't automatically qualify you to postseason. Who has the best chance maybe to win the conference championships in the various events that you compete in? Oh gosh, we I think we could win we could win all four events. We've got we've got um, you know, conference athletes of the week throughout the season on all four of the events. So, you know, each team in our conference is is doing really well this year and has some outstanding kids, but I feel like we've had the most um, number of championship champion winners, event winners this season. So, you know, we've got Courtney Blaston could could win on vault, bars, and floor, all three of her events. We have Emily Lopez who could win on vault, bars, and beam. We've got Adriana Pop who could win on vault or beam. We've got, I mean, we've got several. <laughs> We're hoping for that outcome as well. They're they're all excited to, you know, bring it home and get some champion titles coach um did i read correctly did was there one or two of your gymnasts who scored 10 perfect 10s this year which is really hard to get yeah just one this year emily lopez got a 10 on bars how elusive how elusive is that (laughs) uh well it's the first one in school history we've had um i'm trying to think we've had three on vault over the years, two in the 90s and one in 2015, I believe, and that's the last time we've had a 10. Um, and then we've had one on beam years years ago, but we've never gotten one on floor, and we didn't have one on bars up until this year, so it's pretty hard. And if you look at four teams competing in the championship this weekend, odds against somebody on any one of the four teams getting a 10? Um, I would not say it's out of the question in our conference. It's harder to get a 10 with four judges because obviously, you know, instead of <laughs> two having to agree, you got two extra set of eyes. So it is a little bit more difficult, but, um, you also get to throw out the, you throw out the high score and the low score and average the two middle. So it is possible. National rankings. Take us uh, through your meet this weekend. Uh, is there anybody nationally ranked? Where is Boise state? Yes, uh, this year, this week, I believe we are 35th, and uh, individually, Courtney Blackson and Emily Lopez are in the top 25 on bars. I believe Emily's 12th and Courtney is 25th. Um, they've been just really steady all season, and uh, so we expect them to just kind of do their normal thing. And they, they're both uh, team leaders this year, and really consistent and steady in competition, and the team relies on that. So. Hopefully they'll just get in there and do their thing. We're visiting with Tina Bird, gymnastics coach at Boise State. After the championship meet on Saturday, selection Monday for the NCAA will determine who goes to the regionals. Uh, Tell us how teams are selected, Tina, and how an individual, if a team doesn't make it, might be able to get in there. Yeah, so the top 36 qualify to postseason, and for a team to get the national qualifying score, which is what they call it, which – is a little bit strange. We're going to regionals and everybody has a national qualifying score, but it's how we do it, I guess. Um, you take your 
top six meets and three of the, those meets must be away scores and you drop the high and average the next five. So right now we're sitting at 35th, which is a bit unusual for us, but um, our performance um, compared to like, say last year is very similar. It just seems like scores across the country are, are flying a little bit. And uh, there's several teams ahead of us that aren't usually ahead of us. So we're hoping that we have a great meet this weekend and we can secure our spot to regionals. Um, and if not, uh, I think almost <laughs> probably half of the team would qualify in one event or another. We've got some, you know, really good kids that stand out on each event. So we're, we're going regardless. <laughs> uh, we just hope it's as a team. Coach, so, thanks for taking uh, some time with us. We're up on time um, because we need to talk to uh, one of your gymnasts who's going to be in with us next, Courtney Blackson. Um, hopefully this gives you a KBOI bump this weekend. Uh, wish you great success um, at the uh, regionals going on this weekend. Thanks so much. We'll take it. <laughs> thanks, Appreciate Gina. It. Bye-bye. Now, back to Bronco Tuesday on your flagship for the Broncos, News Talk. KBOI. 8.47, it is Bronco Tuesday, and uh, once again, Bob Beeler with us, as usual, and we are talking gymnastics. And today we welcome Courtney Blackson, who is a junior from Elk Grove, California, to our program. Courtney, thanks for joining us this morning. Hello, thank you for having me. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself? You compete in three of the four events, the ball, the vault, the bars, and the floor, so Sort of a two-part question. Which one do you enjoy more, and which one do you think you're better at? Oh, my goodness. That is a good question because people ask me this all the time. I really do not have a true favorite. I love to swing the bars, and I love vault because it shows your power, and I love floor just because it's it's so fun, and it gives me a little time to be sassy and have fun with my floor routine. So I really do not have a straightforward answer for you. Do you have one of which one you think you're better at? I think that maybe floor is my best event. I think that I have the capability to stand out and just have fun and show my power and strength. How is it different preparing for the rest of the year as you're going to regionals this weekend? Is there anything that you do different to prepare for this? Um, I don't believe we do anything different in the gym. I think my teammates and I and my coaches have the same idea of how much work to put in in our routines and the detail work throughout practice this week. So I don't believe anything is different other than our determination to give our best efforts for this weekend. Most of the times, like last weekend you were at Alabama, most of the time there's just two teams that are competing. When you have four and then when you get to the regionals, you know, the four in the conference, and then when you get to the regionals, there might be six or maybe even more teams there. Is there a different feel when there's more teams? Because I would think we'd make it a longer meet. Um, I do believe that it makes it a little bit of a different feel. Of course, adding more teams to the mix, it makes the rotations a little longer, and there's so much more energy in the gym. I think at times it could feel a little chaotic, but overall it just makes it more fun. Um, Emily Lopez, your teammate, scored a perfect 10 on bars against BYU about a month ago. What was the feeling like uh, for the team to see this? Because it's so elusive. What what was it like when uh, when she was able to do that? Oh, my gosh. It was honestly 
a dream come true. It was the most amazing feeling to see one judge flash up a 10 and to see the second judge do it as well. I, I lost my breath and I could just see in all of my teammates faces and Emily's face, just the pure joy and excitement. And even though it wasn't you, that feeling again, as, uh, as you look at the scores going up, just give, take us into the, into the mind of somebody that has just competed. Do the two judges know? Can can one of the judges see a ten going up for the other, or do they do it blindly and then, you know, pop it up without consultation? I think that they do it blindly. I mean, they each have their own opinions, and they just go from there. Are most of the time when you're done with your routine, whether it's on the vault, which would go basically in a blink of an eye, or the floor exercise, which takes longer? Do you have a general idea of when you're finished what you think you might get? Um, usually I do have a general idea of kind of the ballpark of what I'll score. But at the end of the day, you never know exactly what the judges are seeing. And you can't control scores. So um, sometimes it just pops up and you can be super happy with it. And other times, not so much. So when you when you have one that's not so much, how do you bounce back on the next event? Because you're you're doing three, so you know either you, maybe you get a real good score and you're you're elated, or sometimes you come back and you have to bounce back. Um, that's a great question. Something that helps me is just knowing that you can't you can't control the score. So all you can do is move forward to the next event and give your best efforts towards the team and what you know how to do. Uh, we got a couple minutes here left with you. I wanted to uh, find out some personal stuff about you. Number one, what brought you to Boise State, and what are you studying while you're here? What brought me to Boise State? I just adored the campus, and I am originally from Elk Grove, California, and comparing the people in both towns, I thought that people in Boise were very sweet, and I just I really love that. And I'm still studying health studies with a general emphasis. And where do you see that taking you? I know you still have time left in school. What do you want to do when you get out of school? When I get out of school, I'm hoping to join the fire academy and oh. become a wildland firefighter. Very cool. How did you come up with that? What, what, what interested you there? Well, I've always just wanted to help people in the best way I can. And I wanted a career that didn't put me directly in charge of other people's lives because that's a, a bit too stressful. And I also wanted a job that would keep me active and almost in a little thrill ride. Well, that's about all the time we have for uh, today. I wish you great success uh, in the conference championships uh, heading in, uh, into this weekend um, and continued success on the rest of the season. Love to see you go to regionals and nationals. So good luck to you. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. Thanks, Courtney. Courtney Blackson, Jr. on the Boise State Gymnastics Team. 8.53, we will take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll look ahead to the rest of the week, what to expect all on the way here on Bronco Tuesday. Now, back to Bronco Tuesday on your flagship for the Broncos, News Talk KBOI. Once again, it is uh, Tuesday. Bob Beeler with us, as he always is. Um, I wish there was more going on this week. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I know. Are you are you taking a vacation this week? Nothing much going on for you? Yeah, yeah. I'll be <laughs> I'll be taking off on the team plane a uh, little afternoon today uh, to Sacramento. Team will practice. Basketball team 
I'm speaking of will practice uh, tomorrow in Sacramento. Where do they? Where they? Uh, Golden want it. Um, do you know? Well, they're going to uh, something. I saw that they might even be uh, tomorrow is going to be at the arena itself, okay. the Kings Arena. But so I they think get used maybe to today that. it's at the Kings practice facility. Okay. But a lot of the to do with the Sacramento Kings of the NBA is the, that's the arena that's hosting it. But in the afternoon they'll have a practice. The public in Sacramento can go to it. Uh, they'll have uh, interviews as well tomorrow. Uh, and then uh, the game will uh, tip at 5.30 Mountain Time on Thursday against Northwestern. We'll be on the air on 6.70 KBOI beginning at 5. Have you had a chance to delve into the opponent as of yet? Yes. Uh, similar in Boise State in that basically starter-oriented. They play seven players like Boise State, mm. two really good guards, and uh, a team that plays defense. This is going to be a low-scoring game. Low-scoring right. game. From when, uh, first to sixty, I think is going to win. Really? All right, you heard it here first. First to sixty is going to win the uh, game. Bob Beeler, you'll be able to listen for the call coming up here Thursday. Uh, tip off about five thirty-five. You'll be on the air around five o'clock uh, with pregame. And uh, good luck to the Broncos this week. Once again, like I said, you'll hear it all here Saturday, possibly against UCLA if they win. Knock on wood. Love to have you doing that game too. We'll take a break. News at the top of the hour. Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. March 14th is the first election day on the 2023 Idaho Consolidated Election Calendar, and dozens of school districts around Idaho have bonds and or levies on the ballot. The Napa School District General Obligation Bond needs 66.67% voting yes for the approval of the replacement of Napa High School and Centennial Elementary School, construction of a new career and technical center, renovations and upgrades to athletic facilities, and renovations at Columbia High School, Skyview High School, West Middle School, and Central Elementary. According to KTVB.com, the estimated average annual cost to the taxpayer is $85 per $100,000 of taxable assessed value per year based on current conditions. If the proposed bonds are approved, the estimated average annual cost to the taxpayer is expected to increase by $25 per $100,000 of taxable assessed value per year. Polls are open. Opened up at 8 o'clock today and will be open till 8 o'clock tonight. Just wanted to bring that up as a reminder. Plenty of time for you to get in and cast your vote on a number of bonds and levy elections going on throughout the state. West Side District, West Jefferson District, Weezer, Swan Valley, Twin Falls. You've got Nampa, CUNA. There's uh, probably around 30 or 40 different school districts from large to small who will be going to the polls today. Once again, this when it comes to bond levies, one of the least amount of voters voting. Yeah, that show up. So if you feel like your school, I'm not telling you how to vote, if you feel like your school needs upgrades, if you feel like you need a new school, as you heard there, a couple new schools proposed with the money for the uh, tax levy in uh, the Nampa School District, if you feel that that's a need, go vote yes. If you feel that your taxes are high enough, you don't want your taxes going up, no matter what levy is going on and your schools are fine, then go vote no. Just go vote. Because it makes you uh, look ridiculous if you complain about it later because something gets passed or doesn't get passed that you think should. So your chance to vote today. 
Polls will be open until 8 o'clock tonight. And then, of course, you can listen to News Talk KBOI coming up tomorrow morning. Specifically, there's 40 out of the 44 Idaho counties that will be going to the polls today. Your district votes, yes? Yes, Nampa. Yep. You going to stop by and do it? Yes, of course. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm not, since it's election day, I'm not even going to say how I, I vote. I kind of alluded to it yesterday, but. Just vote the normal way. Uh, which is? Close you know, my close my mark, eyes. <laughs> mark the mark the ballot. Give it to him and, and leave. Ah, the one good news that I'm guessing for the first time since that I have moved mm-hmm. to Nampa in my uh, polling place that I'm probably not going to have to stand in line and wait today. Possibility. <laughs> I'm, for the first time and ever. It, not because there are you know plenty of places to vote. Because just there are because just there a will lot be of people that won't be very voting, few yeah. people actually bothering. I hope I'm wrong, but well, yeah. yeah, I hope I'm wrong in this particular instance. But probably not, but probably not. Wanted to get to some emails that have come in on some of the subjects we've talked about this morning. Talked about the new executive order that President Biden is going to announce while he is in California today, having to do with uh, background checks. Dylan wrote back in, and we, we talked to Dylan. He is uh, with Old Arms of Idaho, and we had a long conversation about mm-hmm. him because he knows more about this stuff. Uh, Dylan wrote back in and goes, just things to know about our existing gun guidance from the ATF. These are just a few notes. You cannot buy a hand, handgun and bring it across state lines. You can only sell guns to residents of your own state. Example, an Idaho resident cannot sell a handgun to an Oregon resident or of any other state. Someone from Ontario can come to Idaho to a gun show and buy a handgun as long as the private dealer does not check. They are both breaking the law. Hmm. Biden is virtue signaling the prevention of Internet sales regardless of how purchased. All firearms that are shipped or sold out of the local area already must be shipped to a dealer who will perform a background check. So this is sounding a lot like strengthen the laws that are already on the books instead of making it doubly or illegal to do something as we always say enforce the just laws, enforce strength, yeah yeah not, just enforce the ones that are already on yeah the law. use use the wrong term enforce the laws that are on on the book and, and instead of going well since nobody's paying attention to the laws are right, let's make it doubly illegal to do it right what's wrong with you people you haven't created enough laws for us to ignore once again, I said this a little bit earlier this morning. I don't have a, a, a problem if this is something that wants, wants to get taken up yeah. um, in Congress, but I, I truly believe this is something that should be taken up at the congressional level, not one person unilaterally deciding, hey, I'm going to make a new law. Um, I will be shocked, amazed, aghast, agog, and thunderstrucken with wonderment that after he makes this announcement that within two weeks we don't have lawsuits filed already. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's America. Yeah. Um, another. We, we, we argue, we fight in court, that's what we do. Another text message says, you can't buy booze with the intent of resale unless you have a license, regulation. You cannot buy and sell multiple cars without a license. That's a regulation. Why is following simple gun laws so hard? People who push the boundaries are the reason for, you guessed it, regulations. I'm a uh, <laughs> Second Amendment guy all the way, but also understand the need to keep firearms out of the hands of those who should not have them. It sounds like this is another person that believes in, hey, if you can't enforce the laws that you already have, why are you making new laws? Yeah, exactly. Are you going to enforce those just the way the laws are already being enforced? Because then it means absolutely nothing. 
Right? Right. Leave my guns alone, writes, if that is your real name. Is might, it, it might be. Is it fair to say millions of people in this country have guns, and of those millions, only a few a year lose their minds and do something stupid? First, I would ask why they snap. Maybe some are justifiable, but I am talking about the ones that are not justifiable. Few people, for no rhyme or reason, commit crimes with guns. Most of the time, they take their own lives after the fact, which shows their mental capacity. So guns might not be the problem. People are the problem and always will be. So we should get rid of people, then. It would run more smoothly, I think. <laughs> Probably. Especially that, for, like, the wildlife. I'm guess There's a problem that takes care of itself, right? Mm-hmm. Why not? Uh, another. What do we use to get rid of those people? Well, now that you mention it, <laughs> we have this great thing we've been doing. The uh, conversation we had a little bit earlier, the president of Mexico doubled down um, again yesterday um, after being criticized for the lawlessness that is going on uh, in Mexico and saying, first of all, that Mexico makes no fentanyl whatsoever that comes to the united states not being made in mexico and he said nobody in mexico uses fentanyl which is that, is that right came to shocking news to all the people who make and use fentanyl in, in mexico i wonder if he can prove that <laughs> and then to double down on that yesterday he also said mexico is way safer than the united states Ex- Even yeah, except for the murders, mur- murders and and drug <laughs> crimes. I mean, and drink, dr- not even drug crimes. It's like they've got avocado and egg crimes that are going on in Mexico because they can make so much money. I had an egg crime when I was in New York. <laughs> they can make so much money um, by illegally shipping avocado. Mm-hmm. The cartels have taken over the avocado industry in in Mexico. Well, holy guacamole. Yeah. So it's not just the, the drugs. There's a perfectly legal industry that now has kind of been taken over the car- by the cartels. Farmers can't ship without paying the cartels money. Hey, want some free guac? You're going to uh, have free guac. I'm not kidding. This person the writes... First time. In a text message, says, don't get me wrong, I truly believe the issue of drugs coming into the U.S. is off the charts, but it seems pretty brazen to me that the U.S. would say we will send troops into another country to combat the issue. How would that work? The discussion of election influence is definitely concerning, but what would happen if another country threatened to send their law enforcement into the United States to combat an issue with their country? And I agree 100%. You you can't invade another country. Yes, we would not care for that if it happened to us. Yeah, to fix a problem because you would just look like hypocrites. I, I, I don't get the lawmakers that are saying, you know, we need to send in whoever, FBI, SEAL Team 6, whatever, to get rid of the cartels. And, and part of the reason that I say that is you look at what our military did after 9-11 to take out Osama bin Laden. How many years did it take to find and kill Osama bin Laden? Around 10, wasn't it? Something like that. And also, we were going to wipe out the Taliban. How's that working for us? Taliban, uh, I don't don't see anything about the Taliban anymore, right? They're just completely, they're gone from the face of the earth, right? I'd love to say that slow and steady wins the race, but I think in in these cases, it, it, it doesn't. 
208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We'll take a break. If you'd like to give us a call, phone lines are open right now. If you want to give us a call, um, you can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Text us, save as our main number. Don't forget, still on the way within the next half hour. Chance for you to pick up uh, another pair of tickets to the Idaho Steelheads game tomorrow night where it is buy one beer, get the second beer free. Your chance to win those tickets on the way soon. Don't go away. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 921, good news for those of you who uh, stuck it out through uh, yesterday on the stock market. Uh, We're up 464 points on the Dow. All the indexes are up 257 on the NASDAQ. Standard & Poor is uh, up so far today. So uh, good news on uh, that front. Yeah, and uh, if, At least for, if if that changes, we'll be here to let you know. At least for right now. We told you yesterday it, it was absolutely amazing to sit there and watch the 250 to 500 point swings that were coming up and down throughout the show yesterday. I think we saw, before you and I went off the air, Chris, mm-hmm. I think we saw three 500 point swings. It was either three or four. Well, there were. I think there were at least uh, there were at least four that were over 200. Yeah, so I mean, we we saw it would go up 250 points, and then 10 minutes later, we'd look at it, wow, it's now it's down 250 points, and it did that like three or four times yesterday. Um, so far this morning, since the opening bell, though, it's consistently uh, been up. We've talked a lot about uh, taxes, both locally, statewide, with the property tax issue, uh, also uh, nationally, um, and some of this is being talked about on the possibility of increasing so-called wealthy taxpayers' chances of an audit. I want you to take a listen to this uh, real carefully. It, it's Joe Biden talking about the 87,000 people that will be hired with the uh, money that was put out last year and in new IRS auditors and new IRS employees. I want you to take a listen on, on how he's saying this is aimed only it will only affect... Rich people. Now take a listen. He does that creepy whispering thing here at the end of that. So take a listen real carefully. And uh, and on top of that, uh, the, what they're really f- focused on, I saw here, we'll g- I, I shouldn't get into all this now, but is uh, what is kind of s- surprised me. They uh, they want to make sure we don't have enough IRS agents. You know those IRS agents we had? They're going to check on the accounts of the super wealthy, which require a lot of accounting, a lot of agents to look at it. <laughs> They want to get rid of him. I don't, I don't know why he does that creepy, creepy whispering thing. Well, it makes people lean forward I to go, what's he saying? It's, it's going to just affect really rich taxpayers. So that's what Biden said on Friday morning. And then Treasury, Secret- Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen went before Congress in a hearing, which, by the way, you're required to tell the truth in a hearing because you could go to prison if you don't. When asked Friday, this was just a few hours after Biden maintained that the 87,000 new agents, none of that would be used on anybody that's not rich. They're just, they don't, they don't want to go after the really rich taxpayers. Does that work? Did everybody draw in closer to the radio? Um, anyway, when, uh, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> when asked on Friday, uh, in the hearing, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen did not deny that as many as 90% 
of new IRS audits using the Inflation Reduction Act resources would come from individuals making less than $400,000 annually. 90%. Yellen testified before the House Ways and Means Committee where she faced numerous questions about President Biden's budget priorities and how the IRS was going to use the funding that Congress appropriated in uh, Biden's spending and tax law to hire the 87,000 new agents during exchange with Representative uh, Adrian Smith. Yellen admitted that the vast majority of new IRS audits conducted with the Inflation Reduction Act resources would affect lower and middle-income individuals contrary to promises from the Biden administration. Now, this is something, one of those instances where two things can be right. And I believe President Biden was hoping that nobody was paying attention to what he was saying when he said nobody would be affected if you make less than $400,000 as far as getting audited Mm. by the IRS. He did say it into a microphone. Here's here's the thing where right. he can be right. He's right. No new people who make less than four hundred thousand dollars a year will be audited. But the same amount of number of people who have been audited in the past in low and middle incomes will continue to be audited. They're not changing the rates at all. So you have two things yeah. that are right. Well, but you're going to see a lot more audits with lower and middle income people. I, I feel like the key takeaway here is is don't cheat on your taxes. There's a very good, very good uh, hint from your old uh, Uncle Chris there. <laughs> <laughs> sounds How, like a, however, sounds like I'm in the movie I Remember Mama. However, just because you don't cheat on your taxes doesn't mean you're not going to get audited. All right. There are a lot of people who get audited every year who don't cheat on their taxes. They just go through... I've never personally, knock on wood, had to go through an audit. I've had family members who have had. It's not a pleasant situation. It's not a fun thing having the uh, IRS look up your old address. So... It is interesting. That Who are you going to believe? You're going to be believe President Biden who whispered to you that uh, it's just for rich people? Or are you going to believe uh, Janet Yellen who well, under oath has to basically tell the truth? I mean, come on. When he whispers, I feel like I'm in on the secret. <laughs> I think you and I need to start whispering more so that people play, pay closer attention. All right. We'll take a break here. Phone lines are open. And with, uh, your thoughts while we're uh, taking a break for news coming up here next, let's go ahead and give away those final pair of tickets tomorrow night. The Auto Steelheads, downtown Boise, taking on the Orlando Solar Bears. Not polar bears, solar bears. Uh, it's buy one, get one free beer to n- tomorrow night. Uh, caller number six, you have the final pair of tickets we have for tomorrow night's game. Dog carefully. Good luck. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. Chicago man is suing Buffalo Wild Wings because he says their boneless wings 
are really not wings at all. Yeah, he says they're really just chicken <laughs> nuggets. <laughs> now, in a lawsuit filed over the weekend, the man accuses Buffalo Wild Wings of false advertising. He says the name boneless buffalo wings would mean they are deboned buffalo wings, but he says they are instead slices of chicken breast meat deep fried like wings. The lawsuit calls on Buffalo Wild Wings to change the name of the product or indicate on the menu that the food is actually chicken breast meat. The man who filed the lawsuit has filed multiple other class action lawsuits regarding various products. So that kind of like diminishes the lawsuit a bit just because he's filed so many. But I will say, I kind of agree. Dude, you're an idiot. You're going to make them stop selling us breast meat as wings, which <laughs> breast meat is way more expensive and better. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I always get the boneless ones. Come you on, know, you know why? man. Because they don't have any bones. This, once again, just goes to prove that you can sue anybody for mm -hmm. anything. See, that guy probably sees himself as like a, a Ralph Nader consumer advocate. Uh, and other people, I think, see him as a giant pain in, in the uh, uh, wings. Are, are you happy with this thing? <laughs> do, do you want to see? I mean, what what's next? They're going to get rid of uh, buffalo chicken because it doesn't really come from a buffalo? does come from a chicken. But it's it's called buffalo chicken. Right. Named after the place to I'm, which you would shuffle off. I am going to sue them because this has absolutely no buffalo in it whatsoever. Another company is being sued, a pizzeria in Ohio. What did they do? <laughs> they hung out an ad that reads, now hiring non-stupid people. And so somebody... A stupid person apparently wants somebody to Somebody is <laughs> suing because he was discriminated against. Wow. <laughs> the restaurant um, <laughs> has been burned recently by hiring unreliable workers. They well, bluntly advertise. Who hasn't at some point? Yeah, what we're looking for in an ad that reads, now hiring non-stupid people. They hung out the sign in all caps banner outside uh, their storefront. Now, is he suing because he applied and didn't get the job at that point? That's just it. It's like, are you admitting? Basically, you're. Admi I think it's it's one of those things where you can sue anybody for anything and probably, you know, have a chance. Maybe it might be one in a hundred chance of getting a payoff on this thing. But it's like you just basically announced I'm stupid, and that's why I'm selling. I'm offended because you called me stupid. So, uh, do you have any experience? <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Wait, we have a couple more stupid stories while, while we're on the uh, subject of stupid people today. Mm. Um, a convicted killer is back behind bars after he attempted to escape from prison recently, dressed as a sheep. Okay, um, how, um, let me see how I can, how I can word this. How, how would one expect to get past the guards dressed as a sheep? Well, uh, in the middle of the night, apparently he wrapped himself in a sheepskin fleece coat and crawled among uh, other grass land oh, so, so, animals that surrounded so the there, jail. Okay, okay, so there were other sheep present. Yeah, well, that makes a difference. Yeah, there were there were there were other sheep present. Apparently, they also caught him making sheep sounds, and that was what. Yeah, <laughs> clued them into that. How you doing? Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> they had one sheep that didn't sheep sound like talk. a real sheep. Oh, my hey, God. Hey, wait a minute. Nothing adds up here at all. 
You're, uh, you're just a felon in sheep's clothing. <laughs> and finally, one more knucklehead for you today. Police in Indiana arrested a 26-year-old na- man named Austin Bristow this past week for arson. They found him next to a 1998 Buick, which was on fire, mm-hmm. which he started. Yeah. Strange thing is that Austin said the Buick was his, and they set it on fire to discourage other people from stealing the stuff inside of it. Which also burned? Which also burned. At one point, the fire caused a small explosion in the vehicle. Logic, really not his thing. No, but I think this guy is who they were talking to at the pizza place. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. Stupid people need not apply you know for what? this job. I'll show those pizza people that I can <laughs> I can do important things. Um, also, uh, locally, um, I don't know if you saw this. You, prob- you probably knew about this. I didn't realize that he was an Idaho resident. Uh, the person that uh, changed high jumping oh, forever. That would be Dick Fosbury. Died yeah, over he, the weekend. He actually died in Salt Lake City. And he was born in Portland, but he lived for a long time in the Sun Valley area. Apparently, he still lived in Sun Valley. But he was just in Salt Lake he, well, in the hospital. Huh? He, he um, died from uh, lymphoma, so my guess yeah. is he was probably being, being treated, treated right. because Sun Valley doesn't have as big as a hospital probably that, to deal with that. He was uh, 76 years old. Yeah. Um, still involved, by the way, in track and field yeah, here he, on, he on a won. local level. He won the gold medal, and other people saw how successful he was with, with the uh, you know the new uh, way to jump. And like by the next Fosbury by flop. the next by the next Olympics, everybody was doing it. How crazy is that? That nobody had ever thought about that trying to go over back. It was well, him that it's, that thought about instead of it, jumping over frontward it, to go. It's over It's extremely unusual looking, you know. And uh, it, it it used to be there used to be a a rule. They got rid of it years ago, but there used to be a rule that your head couldn't. Go over the bar before the rest of your body. You had to go over kind mm. of sideways, and then they got rid of that rule. And he was like, "Hey, let's try this." Yeah, like I said, he was still um, involved heavily in track and field, even here locally. He would show up to local area high schools here in the state just to pass out medals, um, you know, at state track meets, regional track meets, and whatnot. Um, he moved to the Ketchum area in 1977, where. He has uh, continued to live, but passed away mm-hmm. once again this uh, weekend, this past mm-hmm. weekend of lymphoma at the age of uh, 76. Jim and Eagle, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Hey, this guy's uh, lawsuit, I don't know how good that's going to work for him because I'm looking at it right here. Buffalo Wings were started in Buffalo, New York, and that's why they got the name Buffalo Wings. Mm-hmm. He may have... A real education coming when he finds out the buffaloes don't have wings. <laughs> well, he, the guy who's suing they don't really sell buffalo wings in any restaurant. It's chicken parts. So the guy who's suing isn't isn't he's suing the company Buffalo Wild Wings, not because they're called buffalo wings, but because the <laughs> boneless wings. Yeah, they're not wing meat. They're not wing meat. They're, they are they're white, white meat, meat yeah. like like wing meat is. So he's upset that they don't have bones in them. Which anybody knows, real chicken hot wings dogs. have bones. <laughs> he, he Seriously, hot what, dogs, they don't have bones they, in them. <laughs> according to him, they should probably call them boneless buffalo breasts. There's a, 
Yeah, you know what? I think this guy's just making a living going around suing people. You may yeah, be you, right. You get that feeling, yeah. You, you know, I mean, there's okay. a lot of times people sue and it never gets to court, but because it's such a oh, nuisance yeah. and the uh, company would spend more on lawyers to go, how about if we just hand you $5,000 and you go away? Because they'll spend more than did. that. Look what it did for him. Yeah, he ended up being president. <laughs> Yeah, and then he ended up getting sued because he paid off uh, Stormy Daniels to keep her mouth shut. Probably he, she didn't have a case to stand on, but it was cheaper to give her a hundred grand and make it go away. And now he's going to go to court over that. And she so really hasn't kept her mouth leaving. shut either, for that matter. <laughs> well, you know that's how she made her living. I'll see uh, you. Bye. Oh, ouch! <laughs> Stop it. The Family Show. Well, I mean, she you know was a porn star. Still is, as far as I know. Uh, and, and I don't know, so like that could be wrong. Speaking of family shows, um, this mm-hmm. is interesting. Um, now that we have... The Super Bowl was over about a month ago. Super Bowl halftime performance. Um, a lot of people, at least on social media, complained. They they thought that they... I, I, and I still don't know why, because she never took off her clothes. Rihanna's uh, halftime performance, people were saying it was obscene. This wasn't something that, uh, you know... Kids should be watching. Uh, Super Bowl halftime performance resulted in, guess how many complaints to the FCC this year? Uh, I don't know, 500. 103 complaints to oh, the FCC. That's relatively low. Which is really low given what seemed like massive media outrage. You might remember uh, that when Janet Jackson, she uh, had her wardrobe malfunction that was responsible, by the way, for changing the amount of fines that radio and television stations Mm -hmm. could get. The 2004 Super Bowl wardrobe malfunction between Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake, 540,000 complaints versus 103 this year. That was a stunt, but even if it worked correctly, which, by the way, I think it did, I don't think that was a malfunction at all. It was stupid. But here we are. Yeah. 20... Years later, still talking about it. Joe Pepitone died. Did you see that? I did not see that. That breaking yeah. breaking news this morning. Yeah. Well, no, not really. He died uh, uh, yesterday, but uh, he was eighty two years old. He was one of the uh, early sixties Yankees that uh, you know were in the World Series about five years in a row, he, and then, then all of a sudden they weren't anymore. Is he in the Hall of Fame? No. Okay. Um, some of the uh, complaints. He, he's in. Uh, He's in a lot of stories simply because he was the first guy, or at least the first uh, prominent baseball player that brought, and this was in the mid '60s, that brought a hair dryer into the uh, locker room. Oh, he's my hero! Into the clubhouse. He's my hero. But that was considered uh, not particularly manly at the time. Shut up! I mean, nobody cares now, but okay, uh, that's not true. Nate gave he had crap all the time. Well, he had kind of a frizz. Uh, Pat Schroeder died, too. The, he was a longtime uh, congresswoman from uh, Colorado. Wanted to get back to some of these complaints that came in, um, kind of interesting and humorous, to say the least, of the complaints about Rihanna. One person said, quote, these are complaints that they wrote officially to the FCC. I don't care what someone worships, but children shouldn't be exposed to pornography. And as an adult, I don't wish to see it either. Where has the decency gone? How about respect for others and self? What did I miss? Did Dec- I miss decency, something? Decency hasn't gone anywhere if you still practice it. Another said, quote, this year the halftime show was so indecent, I had to turn off the TV 
because of the pornographic content. Finally, we have a genius that finally realized the television has knobs. On, well, they don't have <laughs> knobs anymore, but you have a channel changer. Yeah. You can change the channel freedom, to the puppy bowl. Freedom of choice. You can turn off the TV completely. Um, another complaint, Rihanna didn't do a lot of dancing herself since she was pregnant, but at least one person didn't like what they saw from her. Quoting, she spread her butt cheeks at the crack. She rubbed her pants where her blank is three different times. It's offensive. Nathaniel, stop it. You know, it, it occurred to me that I, I was, I was going to say I watched the halftime show. However, um, to be more accurate, I sat through the halftime show while looking at my iPad. I, I probably didn't watch any of it. My wife and I sat there and watched it, and we go, wow, this is pretty tame compared I just, to previous I thought it was, years. I thought it was odd you know, that she came out and was basically dressed like she was you know, going for a walk in the fall. took us at least 10 minutes to figure out. I think she's pregnant. Yeah. 208 336 We'll take a quick break here. We've got some more emails to get to um, on the way. By the way, congratulations to Dylan. He was caller number six, picked up our final pair of tickets to tomorrow night's uh, Idaho Steelheads game. If you didn't get a chance to win with us, listen in to Nate Shellman. This afternoon after 3 o'clock, you'll have more chances to win, as long as he doesn't take them and use them for that buy one beer, get one beer free thing, which is going on tomorrow. But he will have tickets for you after 3 today. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 9.52, uh, Leave My Guns Alone wrote back. I, I really have no idea what the hell he's trying to talk about here or say. It says, way to make light and take away from the real problem with his people. I'm reading exactly how he wrote this, by the way. Uh, I didn't try to fix it. You can joke about it all you like, but facts are facts. You guys are part of the problem, not the solution. So way to go. I simply like to call things what they are, not skipping around the truth. I don't know what you're talking about. We agreed with you that people are the problem. So I don't know the, what you're complaining about making light of the fact other than maybe the statement of, hey, you know, the people who killed people were not guilty of breaking the law, except for the people who actually killed people. I, 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 I mean, or, that was sarcastic. Or, or words to that effect. But well, yeah, I mean, maybe we, he's maybe he doesn't get sarcasm. That could be too. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what you're trying to say there, um, because we totally agreed with you. So um, sorry that you. Uh, Took it out of context or or mistook our take on that. Tom in uh, Nampa writes, I went to both uh, the schools in Nampa. My kids went to high school, and I will be voting no today on that bond levy. All right, Tom. You and Hey, that's that's as long as you vote. We're just telling people and reminding people today is the day to vote. Polls opened up at 8 o'clock this morning. They will be uh, open up till 8 o'clock tonight. 40 of the 44 Counties in Idaho will have uh, votes going on today having to do with bond levies. John writes in and says, Mexico travel. Can we let AOC and the squad, along with Giggles Harris and Granny Warren, go unescorted to Mexico and see if they make it back? Um, no we, name. We, we probably won't. No name on this one. Uh, but I guess we, it, it's a good thing that he, this person wrote in. It says, what is Meta? Uh, Meta announced earlier this morning. We had the news story. 10,000 more 
Meta employees will be laid off over the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, massive layoff. This is in addition to the announced, what was it, like 9,000 that they, or 11,000 that well, they laid asking, off last month? What is Meta? Yeah, Meta's Facebook. Yeah, it's, it's the name Facebook changed to when it was right after uh, Google changed their name to Alphabet for some yeah. reason. So Meta, well, it's more than just, it's Facebook and Instagram. So okay. the companies that, that they own all under the flagship of Meta. So when they say Meta is laying off, that's basically what that means. Hopefully. That clears you up. Uh, another question, this one for me, having to do with when we talked about uh, Mexican president saying that Mexico is much, much safer than the United States is. Uh, I talked about because I had just got back from Cancun, said, did you leave the resort? Did they warn you about leaving the resort? I did leave the resort once um, to play golf. Um, my what, at a different resort? Uh, yeah, a different resort, basically. Um, it was just a golf course, Jack Nicholas golf course. Um, it wasn't a resort per se itself, but mm. I, I felt fine because we took a taxi that was called by the resort to come in and pick us up, so felt safe doing that. Our kids um, went to Island of Majerus. I, I can't remember the name of the island that also was off the resort property, but it was a tour that was arranged mm. by the resort, so even though they were off the property, they had talked about possibly going to see uh, Chichen Itza, which was about a two-hour drive. Um, we didn't do 